The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery, a Charles Austin company. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode Good one. Good afternoon, fellow Bible buffs, and welcome, as always, to the Fruits of Faith Call-In Show with Pastor Clyde Sunbeam. Whether you're joyful for Jesus or just gaga for God, we've got a little fun for every member of the flock. We're going to take some calls in just a minute here, but first, I'd like to reflect on the faith and family Bible verses of the day. First up, family. Today's verse is from Numbers 3.21. The Bible says, of Gershon came the family of the Libnites and the family of the Shemites. These are the families of the Gershonites. Now, what did Jesus and his pals mean when they wrote that? Basically, they thought that family is important. It's so important that even the Gershonites were doing it. And that was a very long time ago. Way before Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, and all of the fads that we see come and go nowadays. But what does the Bible say about faith? Well, Job 31.1 had something pretty interesting to say. It says, 1. Job reciteth the innocence of his living and number of his virtues, which declareth what ought to be the life of the faithful. I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think on a maid? Indeed, why then should he think on a maid? If he has his faith, he has no need for something earthly like a maid. He can focus on something more heavenly, like a wife. But enough about old Job's problems. Let's see what's going on with our faithful flock today. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, uh, Pastor Sunbeam. Yeah, who is this I'm speaking to? Uh, this is Dorsal Dogan. I was just calling in to see if you could, I don't know, give me a little bit of guidance on something I've been struggling with. Well, I don't know if I can give you guidance, but I think the Lord can and the Bible can through me as their vessel. Well, basically, I have this large puzzle. It's a thousand pieces, and I just can't seem to finish it. Like metaphorically, like the Lord gave you this big puzzle of well, life? of course, the Lord gave me the puzzle. Everything in my life is because of him and through him, but it's a large puzzle of kitty cats. Of kitty cats, you say? Yeah, it's on this table in my den. I've been working on it for about six years. Oh, so this is like a literal puzzle that the Lord gave you. Well, I got it as a gift. From the Lord? Through a friend, through the Lord, yes. Okay, so what's your problem here? The kitty cats, it's too hard to put them together? Well, the patterns are so confusing, and the pieces, they look like they're going to go together, and then I try to get them in there, and it just it doesn't work, and I'll like get frustrated, and I'll jam it in there and say, you're going to stay, and then it just doesn't work because then they get kind of bent and messed up. And the cats what kind don't of cats are we like talking cats. about? If it's black cats, I imagine it's hard to... They, the fur looks the same. If it's some tabbies, it might be a little easier with the pattern on there, but... I think it's all cats. I think it's all the cats. Well, I wonder what God has to say about cats. I'm flipping through my Bible and I see a lot of references to cattle, but not to cats. Uh, maybe this, maybe some of this applies too. Though. Here in Genesis 26, 14, he said, for he had flocks of sheep and herds of cat. Well, let's just say cats and a mighty household. Therefore, the Philistines had envy at him. So if the Philistines were around today, they might envy your cat puzzle. That's kind of interesting. Well, I don't want anyone to envy me. That would be a sin, wouldn't it? 
Oh, that's why they're Philistines, because they're so bad and envious. But I guess basically, my point is, maybe you could have some non-Philistines help you complete this puzzle. Well, I don't know any. I don't think I can do without seeing it. I don't know any Philistines. I live pretty far from Philistine. Yeah, I don't know where that is in the Bible. I don't know. Philadelphia sounds kind of similar, but... Um, so what should I do? Well, I'll tell you what. Basically, I can't do anything to help you, but if you take a picture of it and all the pieces, maybe I can try to do it just by looking at your picture and, and give you some tips. Okay, I'll try it. My screen on my phone is kind... The lens on my camera is kind of blurry. It's smudged, so it might look a little bit smudged. You know, maybe just pray about it instead so it's not my problem. You know, it's kind of God's problem. Okay, well, I'll try that. Uh Thanks, Pastor Clyde. All right, I'll see you around, Dorsal. Who do we got next on the line here? Hello? Am I on the air? Yeah, yeah. What's your name, sir? My name's Linus Seedsman. And how does the Lord find you today? Oh, I'm doing fair today. Just got back from the diner. Go there at about 6 a.m., sit there with my John Deere hat. Sit there with my oh, okay. coffee. Sort of mull over it. Let it dry out Are at you the one bottom. Of those- One of those retirees who just sits there for like eight hours nursing a coffee? Well, I feel like I'm never retired. I feel like what they say about the Marines, once a Marine, always a Marine, that's true of any job. It's true of my job, cleaning out the the silo, the grain silo, and rescuing anyone who fell into it. I feel like I still do that job every day, even though I don't. Well, certainly your service to the Lord never ends, you know? But I had two things to say today. One of them was Philistine is cognate with Palestine. So they would be from Palestine. Okay, well, I can't help but think that they're just kind of bad guys. It does kind of uh, intimate that in the Bible. You know, if you're going to base your understanding of international politics on the Bible, on one side's retelling of a a small ethnic conflict in the Bronze Age and in the Levant, I think that's the right way to do things. The other thing I was going to ask was, uh, we all know that God gave Abraham the commandment to circumcise himself and his sons. Of course, That that is part of the covenant between God and us. Mm -hmm. And we know that all dogs go to heaven. Yep, that's in there too, folks. But must not they be circumcised per the covenant? Must not the dog have his red rocket clipped? Hmm, that's a good question. This is an argument I was having with my vet, and <laughs> I was citing some Bible passages, and he was unconvinced. I believe he may have been a Jewish fella, and I was just wondering, is it okay to do it with nail clippers, or should I use scissors? Well, here's what I believe. If, you, if you're not a professional at it, I think that God understands that dogs don't always have access to circumcision on earth, and there's a little doggy clinic right outside the pearly gates it's like, well, not now, Fido, you can't come in just yet. But if you go to the clinic, we'll get you snipped up and you can come right through the doggy door and the golden gates. So I don't think we really need to be too worried about that down here. I was thinking about taking him to Israel. Like people go to Turkey for hair transplants and teeth and stuff. I figured you could go to Israel. that They would be the best at doing a circumcision because that's where some they invented kind of pilgrimage. it. But, uh, yeah. Apparently there's some kind of flight delay or something, something going on. So I can't go over there. And the vet, like I said, the vet got angry at me. He said, you don't need to, he said the same, the whole same thing about how dogs go to heaven anyway, and they don't have to get circumcised. But I don't know if I believe in that. I just don't want to be up in heaven without my dog. They 
they definitely have to get circumcised, but they're going to do it up there. They got the best circumcisers up in heaven. They've been doing it for thousands of years. I don't think you got anything to worry about. Unless, you're, unless your dog isn't reading the Bible every day, then I'd be more concerned about that. Some say they have the ultimate band of, uh, of the Briz guys in heaven. Yeah. The Briz men. They got the Jimi Hendrix of circumcision on the Clippers. They got the John Bonham of circumcision on anesthetic. But uh, why don't you get back to that coffee there and just take it easy? Yeah, I guess I'll... Dog's safe for today, I guess. All right, next caller. Who do we got on the line? Oh, this is Eddie Dash, man. Ooh, Eddie Dash. Yeah, Pastor is that a Christian Clyde name? Sunbeam. I listen to you every day, man. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm a Christian, so it's got to be a Christian name. Uh, listen, Pastor, I've been having the problem of, you know, adultery. Uh-oh. And it's like all the time. Well, how's that, how's that happening? Are you? It sounds, it sounds like you're facilitating this kind of willfully. All right, dig this. So I got married to my girl that I dated in high school. We got married when we were 18 years old. And I love that girl, but I you also, waited that long. What do you mean? I, I commend you for you know most people these days they're getting they're waiting so long to get married. Uh, I guess you're you're the same. Oh you know? right, well 18, we, I was a, a bit time. of a late. You're high school sweethearts, maybe. and you waited all the way till you graduated. Right, she was my high school sweetheart, but then I got into the world and I saw all the amazing adult women out there that the good Lord made, and their legs and their you know, everything else. Uh-oh. I just can't get enough. And I want the whole world to be my sweetheart. And I don't know how to quit. Well, have you ever thought about reading a book? And I'm not just talking about any book. I like to read the good book known as the Bible. Oh my God. Well then maybe you've read the passages that say, um, adultery. I have on my chest tattooed the golden rule. Okay. There's 34 mentions of adultery in the Bible, and this is a pretty important one from Exodus 20:14. It says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." That's about as clear. Most of the shit that the Bible says doesn't make any sense to me. Let me be honest, but that one's pretty explicit, right there. Right. So that's my problem. They say I'm not allowed to do it, and I pray to the good Lord to forgive me and all His power and grace, man. But then I see some tight little piece walk in. And she's in stiletto heels and the shortest skirt you've ever seen. And I just feel the Lord come upon me. And I feel like Jesus himself. Well, I don't think that Jesus would give in to his baser temptations. I think if Exodus well, is working Jesus, for you. Jesus, man. Check out this one from Deuteronomy 5.18. Neither shalt thou commit adultery. That's pretty explicit, too. Right. So what do I do? Well, have you ever considered just shutting yourself indoors and committing yourself to reading the Bible all the time? Maybe you could hang out with your wife indoors and you wouldn't be tempted anymore if you just never go outside. Well, she's staying with her sister right now, man. And I'm telling you, if I stay home all day, I'm going to be getting bored and then I'm going to be looking at shadows on the wall and start seeing different shapes of a woman's body. And then I'm going to commit adultery with a shadow. Hmm. Well, actually, I don't know if that's in the Bible. I think it might be okay to commit adultery with a shadow. That might be the the solution to your problems here. Well, listen, I'm not going to stop committing adultery, but will God forgive me? 
Well, I don't think so, especially because you just said you're not even going to try. I'm not sure why you called but in. What if, if you I have no really, really like it and I pray a lot and I really am sorry? Well, maybe you should read Proverbs 6.32 that says, He that committeth adultery with a woman, he is destitute of understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. Basically, it sounds to me from the Bible like you're destroying your own soul, buddy. Okay, let me ask you this. What do I do about a blister on my penis? Um, I think you can get that circumcised off if you just want to call your local circumcision expert. Or you can wait till you're in heaven if you stop adultering. They have a place for dogs outside the gates of heaven where they, they circumcise dogs, but they'd probably do you too if you asked nicely. All right. Thanks a lot, Pastor. You have a good one. God right. bless well, you, man. I hope man. you change your ways before you destroy your soul. I won't. All right. Who else do we got on the line here? Hello? Oh, Hello. Okay, I want a PlayStation 5, and it has the biggest hard drive, and then I want Elden Ring, and I want Baldur's Gate 3, and then I want uh, four controllers, the DualSense, a new controller, and one of them will be red, and one of them will be blue, and then I want a VR headset, I want a Steam Deck, I want a Nintendo Switch bundle with the Mario Kart 8, uh, I I want the new Mario, I want the new Zelda, and I want all of the accessories. Whoa, slow down there, little buddy. Do you think this is Santa Claus? And I want a pogo stick. Oh, well, that I know what that is. That other stuff, I'm not really sure what you're talking about, but... You don't know what PlayStation think, 5? Uh, are, are you c- confusing a Bible call-in with... Sa- I know people confuse Jesus and Santa all the time, but is that what's going on here, or is it something else? This is the place that you call and you ask for stuff when you want stuff. And you- oh, you don't even... You don't even think there's like a Christmas thing? This is just to ask for anything hotline? Well, my, my mom says she asks a guy when she, she really wants stuff. She puts her hands together and she, she asks stuff and she says she wants it really, really bad whenever she wants stuff. And then she calls this guy. And I guess it's the guy on TV. She says she's talking to the guy on TV through her hands. Oh, okay. And that's who I you gotcha. ask for stuff when you want stuff. Yeah, I get it. I think that when it comes to sort of material possessions like that, there's not, I mean, there's not a whole lot in the Bible about PlayStation, so I'm kind of at a loss here. But I think maybe you should ask your mom for that. Well, she said the PS5 has no games. She said the Xbox is better. Oh, and you don't want that, or do you want that? I don't like the Xbox. We're in a console war. Oh, with your mom, you're in a console I'm war? I'm in a console war with my mom. But I feel like we're all <laughs> in a, spir- aware of that? a spiritual war. Oh, yeah? Against who? I, I don't know. I was hoping you would tell me. Well, I think we're in a spiritual war against the bad guys, and that's basically, to me, just people who don't love Jesus, you know? Who's that? That's pretty much what I take from the Bible. He's like this guy. Is that guy. you? He's on, no, he's on TV all the time. Your mom's like praying to him for free stuff, I guess. He's got long hair. Um, he really liked to give speeches. I know there's a lot of... Usually when you think of guys who give speeches, they're bad guys, you know, like Hitler and stuff, but Jesus was actually the only guy who's a good guy who liked to give speeches to everyone. And basically all he says is you got to be a good guy and then you can have fun forever after that. I bet you in heaven, they probably got PlayStation, a dang old PlayStation six right now. Oh my God. Can you give me that? Well, here's the problem. You need to honor thy mother and father. And if honoring thy mother means playing Xbox instead of PlayStation, then I think you might have to make that concession now to save your eternal soul in the long term. And then if I do that, you'll give me the PlayStation six and all I I I have to do is die later. It's not, yeah, it's not my problem. Basically, also, you can't kill yourself to get there faster. So that's the loop. I know we know about that loophole. Kids have been trying it forever, you know, like, oh, I know if I just die, I'll go to heaven. Nope. You got to wait. You got to fucking slog it out like the rest of us. Bored as hell out here. Okay. But if a kid is in the highway and a kid gets hit by a car, they never said the kid killed himself. They just say the kid died. Hmm. 
That's a good point. I guess I can't encourage you to so do how that, would God you know? might get away with how it. How would God know? I think that, well, or if I there's ate so many stuff under the nowadays, sink, how would God know? I'm not sure if he can keep track of everything, to be honest. You might actually get, be able to sneak one past him. Does he check the contents of your stomach when you get up there? He might. I don't know. I literally don't know because it's not in the Bible. So I'm just saying you might get away with it, but I wouldn't bank on it. I would. My, my advice to you would be take the offer for the Xbox, read your Bible, go to church, and then you'll have a better odds of trying to trick the system, okay? And then all the games are up there and it comes with the games? Oh, all of them, except I guess maybe the evil ones like Grand Theft Auto. Actually, no, they got Grand Theft Auto up there. Who am I kidding? Every day in heaven's like Grand Theft Auto because it doesn't matter if you kill people. So everyone who drives in heaven is just driving on the sidewalk and knocking over mailboxes and people and stuff. I heard that in heaven, GTA 5 is only $10. Oh, I think it's free and you get to live it every day by doing anything you want and going crazy on people. Oh my God, you get to go, you get to do anything you want and go crazy on people? Yeah, as long as it's not like dishonoring thy mother and father, you can like beat people with a baseball bat up there. Oh, so if you die before your parents, you can pretty much kill anyone in heaven. But what happens if you don't really have to honor anyone but Jesus, God, and your parents? Can you get grounded in there? Only if your parents are up there. Uh, I guess there's a lot of incentives to die before your parents, aren't there? Never thought about it that way, but. Can I make my parents evil? I guess if they become evil, then you won't even have to see them in heaven, will you? I think I might make them evil. Yeah, well, if you keep asking for that PlayStation when she's already offered you an Xbox, she might become evil from your petulance. But the Bible doesn't say anything about petulance. What's that? Basically being petulant is petulance. That's like bugs? No, that's pestilence. That is bad. Pestilence is bad. Petulance isn't isn't a problem, I think. Oh, that's good? Yeah, so I, you know what? I still think you should just take your mom's offer of the Xbox, but if you want to turn her evil then I suppose that might work out for you in the long run if she never goes to heaven and then you can do whatever you want up there. I do see how, unfortunately, that's not a very bad strategy. I think I might do that now. Okay. If well, that doesn't right, work, I'm right. going to do the highway thing. Well, I can't recommend it, but you might slip one past God. I just wouldn't count on it. All right, bye-bye now. That was a very precocious little kid there. All right, next caller. Who do we got on the line? Hey, this is this uh this uh Pastor Sunbeam. Uh this is Pastor Sunbeam. Yeah, who are you? Uh this is Lonnie Doodad. I just heard that kid calling in and asking for a prayer, and I want a prayer too. Oh sure. I don't think he wanted a prayer to be honest, but Well he was with you first off, and I I can't catch a fucking fish. A fish? That's right. I'm coming up on eleven months, can't catch a fucking fish. I go everywhere, I go to rivers, lakes, ponds, creeks. Cricks, and I try everything. Spinners, Ned Rigs, live bait, chum slicks, corn, bread. And I can't catch a fucking fish, Pastor. What am I going to fucking do? Well, there's a lot of potty mouth right here. Maybe, that, maybe that's yeah, just scaring I, I, the fish I wouldn't away. be swearing all the time. If I could catch a fucking fish, I'd pray to the Lord Jesus. And he was the best of fishermen. Well, I guess his main man, Peter, was the best fisherman. But I can't catch a fucking fish, even though I follow the good Lord. So here's what's interesting, okay? In Genesis, right in the beginning, he mentions fish when he says he createth the fish birds beasts. Uh, And then in Genesis 126, it says, furthermore, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the heavens. So I guess birds used to live in heaven back then. And fish, well, Jesus said you're allowed to rule over them like they're basically servants or slaves or lower than dogs. So you have the right to do anything you want to a fish. Um, well, I can't catch a fucking that fish. That's a problem. Perhaps these fish are aware of what's in your heart and you haven't been good enough 
in Jesus's eyes because you're saying potty mouth words. You're getting angry and fish. So I just you know, don't know what I'm doing wrong, Pastor. I go out and I see some guy. He's wearing expensive jeans with his kids, and they're catching all kinds of fish. Well, what are you doing? How are you trying to catch the fish? I'm using everything I can. My fishing pole, live bait, anything you can name fishing, I try it. Hmm. Well, I guess... Uh, let me check. I hope you're not fishing in Egypt. What's that? Because... In Exodus 7, 18, it says, And the fish that is in the river shall die, and the river shall stink, and it shall grieve the Egyptians to drink of the water of the river. So basically, if you're in Egypt, the fish are always dying over there, and they stink so bad, and if you drink the water, it's going to suck. So I'm just trying to make sure you're not falling prey to that problem, of which Jesus spoke in the Bible. I live in Indiana. Okay, well... Maybe there's something going on in Indiana that's like what was happening in Egyptian in the Bible days. No, 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 because I try fish everywhere. People always catch fish where I've catch fish. Oh, the fish is still fish. alive. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I'm not. Oh, well, fuck I, it, too. Maybe you should call like Bill Dance's call-in show or something, because I don't really know anything about fi- I know the only thing I know about fish is from the Bible, you know? Guys, have a prayer. You, you want me to pray for you to catch fish? Yes. You talk to God okay. and all that. Well, let me start. I'll start my prayer with a passage from Numbers 11.5. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt for naught, the cucumbers and the pepons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. And we pray that our friend here, whose name I forgot, Lonnie Doodad, will soon catch a fish so that the Lord shall bless his stomach with the taste of that disgusting river thing. That little weird creature that lives in the river, the fish. Is that good enough? Thank you, Pastor. I'm allergic to fish, but thank you, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, I'm a pastor. So Jesus, like, it goes to the top of his inbox when I do that shit. So I I see why you called in, you know? All right, bye-bye now, Lonnie. All right, who do we got next on the line? Hello, my name's Pizmyro Sluggard. I got a John Deere 4052R compact utility tractor, turbocharged diesel engine. This is a 2015 model. It's green and yellow, as always. Power reverser, hydrostatic transmission, cabber open station configuration. It's got the hitch assist. It's about 52, uh, 52 horsepower. Oh, my Lord. You know, Pizmeyer, I got to stop you right there. I got to say, some of the guys who call into the show, like Eddie Dash earlier, I was like, is that a Christian name? But Pizmeyer O Sluggard, I recognize that right away from Proverbs 6 6, where it says, Go to the Pizmeyer O Sluggard, behold her ways and be wise. I was named after that passage. Yes, I was. My mama mama was a a Bible reading Christian. Every day she did. That I love to hear that, Pizmeyer. Approximate shipping now, weight is 3770 pounds, wheelbase 185 okay. centimeters, steering hydraulics. It's got two types of hydraulics. Oh. This is not Nothing one of the ones that can there. spin all the way around, but boy, can it pull something. Oh my God, what have you been pulling with that sucker? Oh, I've been pulling my car out of the river every time I drive into the river. Oh my God, are you doing that on purpose? or? Well, the first two times I did it on purpose, but now I've got some erosion going down to the river. It's kind of a steep slope down to the river. I kept driving down the hill, and now it's about flat with the river. Oh, why are you driving down the hill so often? Well, I wanted to see if my car could float. I was playing Oregon Trail, <laughs> that old game. Oh, they like to ford the river, don't they? Like they like to ford the river. And I was wondering if I maybe let the air Do you out have of my a Ford? Tires. Is your car a Ford? Is that it what's going on It was a Ford. Here? Yeah, that's why. I, exactly why I thought it would be a good idea, because my car was a Ford. Oh. My son Damn, showed me that, that game, and too, I, I got the wrong idea, I guess. But the tractor has not been wet. Hmm. 
I mean, that sounds like a mighty nice tractor. Is this a, did you just want to tell me about this or did you need any advice or what? Well, I was hoping someone would buy it. The tractor or the car? The tractor. Well, you can buy the car if you want. I'm selling this <laughs> for 25. This is a $33,000 new tractor. You know, I, I live on a humble pastor's salary and I can't really afford quite a fancy tractor as that. You know, maybe if you come by my, my church, the, the Sunbeam Church out here in Terre Haute, Indiana, you could uh, try to get rid of that at our, our, uh, you know, our little Sunday garage sale that we like to do. But Well, I might have to write it down there. You ever seen that movie, The Straight Story? I have not. Oh, I think I'm about to do that. Well, I don't know what that means, but I hope it's not too ominous. The movie about the guy riding the lawnmower, I think, unless I got the title wrong. Yes, well, it I'm is. I'm sure you're more familiar. You're probably more familiar with this than me, but I'm so excited to have someone named Pismyro Sluggard here that I thought we could read a Bible verse together. This is from Proverbs 26, 16, where it says, and I doubt I need to tell you, but the sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. We do have to honor the sluggard in our daily lives. <laughs> we honor we the sluggard. Although Proverbs 13.4 did say that the sluggard lusteth, but his soul hath not. Oh, but back in my days the in the military. shall have plenty. Oh, you used to lusteth, I you? used to lusteth mighty, mighty something over there in uh, Southeast Asia. Stationed well, over I'm there glad in Vietnam. You, glad to hear that you got over that lusteth that you were doing. Because I had a guy earlier who was just telling me he's not going to stop adultering. I didn't know what to tell him, honestly. Now, I can't get behind things like that. I, I would take him behind my tractor and drag him a couple miles. Well, maybe. I don't think the Bible doesn't say anything about that, but it just feels kind of wrong to me, like as sort of a gut level. You know, it just feels like something that Jesus would not do. I may just stone him to death. Damn near well, to no, death. That would be okay. Yeah, that seems fine with the Bible. Give me that man's phone number. Well, I'll, we'll see about doing, dealing with that off air. But for now, I think we're going to take the next caller here. All right. Who do we got on the line? Oh, this is a uh, spiritual Steve. Oh, spiritual Steve. That's an interesting name. Yes. Yeah, hello, pastor. What are, you, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you here for today? Spiritual Steve? Well, I was wondering if you know about the Demiurge. Um, I'm flipping through my Bible. I'm not really seeing anything. Well, essentially it's like a serpent that made the, you, uh, the whole material world and then a whoa 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 it. i know there's lots of serpents in the bible but i don't think they made the world i think that was the work of the good lord god well, you know the big man god is like a different thing so you're saying you do believe in god but you also believe in this demiurge if anyone is listening would like to come down to the community center this thursday evening we're gonna have well, coffee i don't donuts, know if i can recommend that it doesn't sound very we're gonna Christian. call it a sit down with spiritual la, steve. La, 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 la. don't listen to spiritual steve folks la 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 it's called the spiritual sit down Steve, with spiritual need... Steve. It's called a Gnostic no, no, journey. It's not. No, it's and I not. want to invite you, you all. You need the good book, spiritual Steve. You cannot be oh, talking read about this. I've had, I have every show. version. I have the Geneva. I have the King James. Okay. Well, what did you think of it? Do you think it's pretty good? Oh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Sure. Um, well, then why do you need this other cosmology you're talking about here when everything's right there in the good book? Well, listen, I'm sitting here with my best friend. He helps you run this whole thing. My best friend, Ruben here. I'm going to put him on the line here. He's going to talk a little bit about the Gnostic journey for you. Ruben, why don't you come on over here? Mm, I don't know about this. No, go ahead. Talk out in there. The search for knowledge, man, that is the quest. That mm. is the main well, quest. Well, it's all in the, it's in the Bible. You don't need to... 
Well, knowledge is know. more than a book. Knowledge is like in the soul. It's in the heart. Like we are one. That's true. With the knowledge. We are but not. only when your heart and soul and stuff belongs to Jesus and not some of these other dubious characters that don't even appear in the Bible. What, what that, are the dubious characters? I don't care whether it's the Demiurge or, or Pikachu. I just don't think you could be worshiping these other things that don't even come up. If God thought it was important, he would have told us about it. Pastor Sunbeam, we got you on speakerphone. This is Spiritual Steve. Oh, my God. So you're telling me that you care more about the material world? I care more about the material things that exist in heaven. Fast cars, you know, beautiful women, free PlayStation 6s. I care about that stuff. But in order to get that in the afterlife, I need to resist temptation in the normal life. And then you can go crazy up there afterward. Could you maybe do donuts on a cloud? Oh, yeah, that'd be so much fun. I'm going to do that first day. Why don't you come w- on down to dirty? the community center? Come on down to the community center. Have a I sit am down not coming us. to the community we'll center. I recommend donuts. our listeners do not listen to... I recommend our listeners plug their ears until this phone call ends, to be honest. We're going to talk about the snake and how it created oh, no. all this. And no, how the snake's a bad guy. He, the snake is a bad guy. He was in the garden. Remember in the story? Remember in the Bible? Remember? But a snake is not as bad as people think. You cut the grass, you guys the snakes ever get nostalgic? come out. You guys ever get nostalgic for Genesis? Because I do. The band? The no, the Bible. The first thing games? in the Bible. It's so old. It makes me, it makes me think Sega? of my childhood when that evil snake was in that, that garden. You remember? All right. Well, I want to invite everyone to come on down no, to the community no, 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 center. No, 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 You got to listen to Steve. No, la, 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 I would like to remind our listeners that all that matters There's is more out the there book. than the Bible. Faith and family. It's all about faith and family. Put your That's fingers to that your temples Jesus. and press. No, don't do it. Put your, press. No, put your fingers together in a prayer motion. And like the praying emoji. There are that. different chambers to open within your souls, folks. No, the only chamber is the one that the um, pastor sleeps in in the church. I may have discovered a 37th chamber. Well, I don't know what you're talking about there. Seems like some kind of secular popular culture reference that uh, I don't have any time for. Well, you can't come in it. All right. Well, well th- thank you for taking my call, Pastor. I appreciate your time. This is Spiritual Steve. Come on down to the community center. You guys this seem like a couple night, of, of sluggards who lusted coffee after... and donuts. It'll be free. You have a lot to I, learn. I've heard of a golden calf, but I've never heard of a demiurge. Thanks for your time, seems like a golden calf, and I do well, not like the sound of it. We're not picking I up what you're selling, like you, no, Pastor Sunbeam, well, but pay, thank you for your time. No one, no one who listens to the show is hang up, your stupid meeting. You hang up first. This is my show. You should have to hang up. You called me. No, I didn't. Oh, that's right. Are you going to hang up? Goodbye now. Okay, bye-bye, bye-bye. Oh, my Lord. It seems like more and more these days, there's all these evil people trying to come up with their fake religions when we already have the real one. You don't got to keep coming up with new ones. It seems it reminds me of Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. They're always coming up with new songs when we already have all the songs we need right there in the Bible, in the song section of the Bible. Whew, this gets my blood boiling a little bit here. Let's just take another call, though. Who is this we got on the line now? Oh, I'm Ruben. Just Ruben. Oh, no. It's you what, again. What do you mean, oh, no? Ruben. I'm, I'm a, a different guy. Are you one of these? Oh, okay. All right. You, I just got worked up for a second there. I, I just, just had, had a Bible verse I was wanting to read. Oh, you're a good Bible-reading Christian, Ruben. Oh, okay. I sure am. I read this thing all day. Let me just... Let me just find it here. Uh, uh, yeah, you got that pulled up yet? 
You know, maybe you should have bookmarked that Bible verse before I did. you called. I did. I'm hmm. Just wrestling with this. Well, if you're like me, you got a lot of bookmarks in there, probably. I, I got basically every page bookmarked. You know, you can always call back. What was that? That thud? I, I hope he's okay, but... I think let's just move on to our next caller here. Who do we got on the line? Hey, this is uh, Alva. Alva. What do we got today, Alva? Hey, Pastor Sunbeam. This is Alva. I just want to talk uh, to you a little bit about faith. I respect a oh, lot of what you do. You're trying to guide people on the right path. I kind of do the same thing, but I'm a I'm a Satanist. Hmm. Is Satan kind of like a demiurge? Well, he's kind of like the guy who runs all of hell, but I'm more of like a he's I am familiar. He's great, but my real my guy is Asmodeus. That's my guy. That's like my, my top guy. And, oh, cool. Okay. And he's really like a you know like the king of the demons, and like he's like the lustful one, and he's he's kind of cool looking. You know, he's just really badass, and that's why the reason why I like him. But you know, us Satanists aren't as bad as you think. Well, here's the thing. You're right. After I've been dealing with these kooks who believe in this stuff outside the Bible, I do appreciate that my Bible is turning up 56 results for Satan. That means that God did want us to know about him, and he used to be pals with God, so he can't be that bad, right? Right. So I was thinking we could maybe kind of come together and have this thing where we're like, look, Christians and Satanists, we can all be friends and get along. You know, it's all, it's all you know, in good fun. And maybe we could get like some tattoos together, like a pentagram or something. And um, my brother actually has a place. He lives by Six Flags. And a bunch of us Satanists are going to be going to Six Flags if you wanted to come. Hmm. Now, are those flags, do they have pentagrams on them or crosses? No, or, no, it's Six what's Flags. The nature it's a theme flags? park. They're not allowed to have a pentagram, I don't think. But we're allowed to go as Satanists. They don't care. They'll take anyone's money. And then, like, I can tell hmm. you about Asmodeus and, like, kind of his his whole deal. You know, there's a lot to go over. And I, I, mean, well, I just looked him up and he's not in my Bible. I'm not sure that I want to hear so much about him. Well, that's because, like, they're afraid to talk about this stuff in the Bible. They're mostly just talking about, like, camels and needles and then, like, you know, plagues and uh, babes dying and, like, sheep and stuff like that. It's kind of boring. Well, let me maybe we can have a discussion about scripture because I'm flipping through my Bible here and in Job 2:7 it says, "So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown." Now, hold up. I thought the Lord is supposed to fuck with Job, not Satan. Why is Satan doing the same thing as the Lord but in a mean way because he's That's not God? That's the whole deal, man. Like people act like this, the devil and everything is bad, but he does so much work for God and God is saying, "Look, if you mess up, then he's going to bug you." And it's like, "Listen, he works with God, so what's the big deal?" I guess you're right, because I was prepared to say that Satan's a bad guy, because that's how I think of him as a Christian. But it's like, when I'm reading my Bible here, he's literally doing the same shit as God. Listen, and it sounds like it's fine. God you know? said, I need someone to take these murderers and criminals and evil-hearted men. And when they die, I need someone to torture their asses. And the devil said, listen, I'll do it for free. 
Well, wait, what about this? I just found in Matthew 4.10, he said, Jesus said unto him, avoid Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and only him shalt thou serve. So it sounds like you can't yeah, serve but Satan, like, but you can chill with him. If Satan wants to smite God's enemies, it's cool, but you shouldn't serve him, though, is the problem. That's my only problem with you right now. Well, I like, it's like just volunteering, I feel like, like at a soup kitchen. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I think you could be friends with Satan as long as you're not serving him. If you're like equals or like you're just hanging out with him, I don't see anything against that in the Bible right now. So I'm going to text Ricky that we're going to need one more ticket for Six Flags. Hmm. I hope. Well, you're not going on a Sunday, are you? No, that's our uh, Dungeons and Dragons night. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not going to take part in that. So you know what? Sign me up. I'm down. Why not? As long as Satan is on a pal level and not a worshiping, serving type of situation, then it sounds like it's cool. Maybe he can smite some bad people who God also hates, you know, for fun. Hey, not bad. Listen, I got a lot of soda for the road trip, too. We're going to have a great time, Pastor. Well, I think I'm just going to bring my own wine, but it sounds like a good time. You can, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you then. All right, who do we got next on the line here? I'm Peter Griffin. Oh, okay, Peter Griffin. Well, uh, what do you have for me today? Peter Griffin. Yes, Peter Griffin. We've established that. This is Peter Griffin. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, and Peter, what? I am Pastor Clyde Sunbeam here on my Fruits of Faith call-in show every afternoon at 2 p.m. What are you talking about? You guys are my pals. What? Hmm. Uh, well, I don't know what to say to that, Peter. Do you have any questions for me, or...? Listen, on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is the bathroom situation up here? Like, 10 is a suite of the Four Seasons, and 1 is a tied-up raincoat sleeve at a party in your honor. Well, I'd say it's probably about a 7 or an 8 at our church. We do... We... Well, I don't appreciate being cut off, sir. What? Who? Oh, you dropped your phone in the toilet? Oh, yeah, we're losing you there, Peter. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what this guy's problem is. Can't touch me. Can't touch me. Know that? Bingo! Take another call here. Who do we got on the line? Peter? Is this the same guy still? Look, I can't get to stop playing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I closed my phone and it was still going. <laughs> uh, who do we got on the line here? Uh, this is Curtis. And hello, Curtis. What What is your question today? What's your problem today? Uh, how can I get my girlfriend to make out with me, Father? Well, if you're not married, then I would say you should probably marry her, and then she'll have to make out with you. Well, I think I'm allowed to make out with her when we're, she's just my girlfriend. I'm looking through my Bible for the word make out, and I'm not seeing anything, so I'm honestly not sure. Like, I don't know if I want to marry her. I haven't decided to marry her yet, because I'm like, like, sometimes I look at her, I'm like, she's just like not that good. 
of a person in the eyes of the Lord or no, she's very nice. She's a kind person, but like, I feel like, you know, there's better stuff out there. Well, how, how so, huh? You're going to have to be more specific. What do you mean? I just think like sometimes she doesn't look that good. Oh, well, let me be honest with you. No one's going to look that good over time. Cause everyone looks kind of like shit when they get older. So just, you better get used to it right now. Yeah. But like, I don't want, to marry someone that doesn't look like gooder or not good. Well, how old are you now? Uh, I'm about 24. Well, almost chicken. I mean, you're about six years past marriage age, you know, not getting any younger. Yeah. But I just feel like, like something more gooder might be better. So, but like, I'll still like make out. Well, if she won't, then Perhaps you won't. You know what I'm saying? Like you were just telling me she doesn't want to. So maybe you're not going to. Huh. And maybe it's supposed to be that way because maybe you're supposed to be committed before you make that kind of step. So should I dump her? Um, You know, that's really up to you. I don't think I really care a whole lot. I don't think this. It doesn't sound like this relationship is serious enough where like Jesus or God really give a shit about it. I guess it says in Deuteronomy 7.3, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Neither give thy daughter unto his son or take his daughter unto thy son. I don't know who he's talking about that. So that doesn't really help us at all here. I don't know. I just, I just don't think anyone cares about this shit, but you to be honest. Huh? Okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. That was kind of a boring one. I don't really care about these relationships that don't matter in the eyes of God. You know what I mean? Who do we got next on the line? Hello, my name is Steve and I'm with Medicare. I'm calling about getting your new card to you ASAP. Oh, a new Medicare card. Well, I am not quite Medicare age. Um, okay, well, just for your protection, I'm going to need you to verify the last eight digits of your social security number. Sure. Well, let me think about that there. I guess there's well, there's nine digits, so I'm only skipping the first digit here. Okay, five, three, one, two, nine, eight, two, five. Is that everything you need? Yes, thank you. Now, can you verify your address? Yes, that would be one Joshua Lane in Deuteronomy, uh, Indiana, just outside of Terre Haute. And whatever zip code that is there. Okay, now I will be sending you a request on Venmo. And you're going to have to hit accept and okay. And that will mean I will be giving you $500 right now. Oh my God. As long okay. as you well, I'll take care of that later. I'll take care of that later. I got a show to do right now. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Th- thanks for staying on top of that. Thank you. Just making sure you don't lose out in, in any of this money, sir. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm glad. Good to see you looking out. You know, in this day and age, there's so many bad people out there that aren't reading their Bibles. It's good to see someone actually doing some good Samaritan work. God bless you, sir. Yeah. God bless you, too. That was a nice fellow. Who do we got next on the line? <laughs> Oh, man. Is this Hungry Howie's? This is not Hungry Howie. This is uh, Clyde Sunbeam. Oh, man. Clyde Sunbeam. You work at Hungry Howie's? No, I'm not sure what that is. Like a large pepperoni with Cajun crust. And I like mm. some breadsticks, the garlic breadsticks. Oh, man. They're so oh, good. Man. And had the sauces to dip it in. It. <laughs> Oh, that sounds terrific, but uh, I'm afraid I can't help you. Do you have you. wings? Uh, I hope to have wings someday in heaven. It won't be long now. Oh, man. How much? 
How much? Well, the price of the soul is is priceless. You know, I think getting my wings is worth more than money. But you know, I I, I gladly await that day. Wait, hold on. Is, is this the pizza place being? No, this is uh, the Fruits of Faith call-in show with Pastor Clyde Sunbeam. You're on the air live right now. Oh man. May may I ask? Do, what do you, do you say? Your name was? Oh man, I'm Hashman. Okay. And so you're trying to order a pizza right now. It sounds like from Hungry Howie's. Yeah, we want a large. No, we're just getting one, man. We want. Like, oh shit! Tony's standing well, on his head. We got one. We need one large pepperoni with Cajun crust, man. Well, okay, I, I'm not. I don't have any pizzas here. Um, but while I've got you on the line, if you got a minute, can I ask you, Hashman? Are you a spiritual person? Oh yeah, man. I like. Oh well, that's good to hear. I know, like all spirituals. Okay, like like Jesus in the Bible. Sure, he's cool. And then like <laughs> Beetlejuice, man. Well. I'm going to have to check my Bible. I'm pretty sure he's not in there. I guess I can't say for certain, but I feel like he's not in there. Oh, man. I was watching the Christmas Carol, man, and Kermit the Frog is crazy. Hmm. Not sure if you're saying that you think he's a spiritual figure or not, but I guess he is crazy, but not in, not in the, the kind of way that he's going to lead you to salvation. <laughs> like some people thought Jesus was crazy back in the Bible days, you know that, but uh, it turned out he was leading everyone to the good place heaven and kermit i think he's kind of a value neutral type of figure they need one large pepperoni with the cajun crust. okay well seems like your your and memory perhaps sticks. is not the best cheesy breadsticks well we already went over this you're gonna ask for wings next and i'm gonna say something about how I can't oh man you got heaven. wings now well i will soon but we already went over this i think i'm going growing a little tired we're kind of going in circles here i think oh man Crop circles. Hmm. Well, I don't know nothing about that in the Bible. Although I suppose Jesus could, if Jesus wanted to have like a high-powered laser, he's shooting from heaven down at our crops to destroy our... Jesus loves does love to destroy crops when he's mad at people, so I could imagine him creating crop circles as a way to fuck with people and smite them. So maybe that is kind of biblical. Oh man, where am I? I do not know, but uh, it seems like you should uh, get your phone book out or your internet or whatever and Google what have you and look up Hungry Howie's in your area because it seems you got the wrong number. Okay, why don't we move on to the next caller here? Who do we got on the line? Hello? Hello? Hello. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Okay, and who do we got on the line here? I'm Detective John Kimball. Oh, Detective John Kimball. Uh, thank you for your service, sir. Uh, what can I do for you today? you have any problems? I'm a advice you need? Oh, well, you don't need to be mean about it, but I support our, our law enforcement officials, of course. It's showtime. I suppose it is. Now, do you need any advice or any help, John? That's a good Christian name. Hey, I'm a police officer. I know. We already established that, John. I thank you for your service. Now, maybe you could thank me for being a pastor. Yeah. I don't know what's going on over there. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. 
Whoa, whoa, oh, hey. Well, we don't really need that kind of language on this show. This is a family show. And a faith show. That's the other thing I care about is faith. Fuck you, asshole. Okay, well, I think, John, that kind of potty mouth is... That language... Whoa, whoa, that language behooves a sailor, but not a law enforcement official. Oh, my God, okay. You know, I have a policy about not hanging up on people on the show, but I don't have to take this abuse either. What does he do? My daddy is Pastor Sunbeam Sr., and he is a pastor, sir. He is a good man. Unlike you, apparently. You're the first cop I ever met who I don't respect, I gotta admit. Well, I don't... Well, I guess you've told me to F myself. I'm just doing my job. Sir, your job is to protect and serve, not to say cuss words at me. Oh, that shut him up. Fuck you. Whoa! You know, I try to never hang up on anyone, but this this call is getting a I little bit inappropriate. You. You did not receive the phone call from me, actually, sir. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I can't see what's going on on the other end of that phone, but it seems like some kind of satanic seven-headed Hydra police officer yelling at me with all seven of his vicious, evil, demonic heads. Fuck you. Okay, well, I'm going to have to end this call, sir. This is this is an unprecedented call. I hope that any of the kids listening at home have covered their ears. Fine. We had a little boy calling earlier asking about a PS5. If he is hearing this right now, you probably just ruined his life. Don't fucking scream at me! Well, sir, I'm trying to keep my voice lower than you are. California. Goodbye. Yes, California. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye now. Goodbye. That... That someone needs to get. I should ask for his badge number. Someone needs to kick him off the force. Quite frankly, it is a disgrace to hear from a law enforcement official with such a potty mouth like that. Hopefully, the next call goes a little better. Who do we got on the line now? Uh, hey, this is Samuel. Oh, like from the Bible, Samuel? I guess so. Listen, are you man. calling from heaven? <laughs> I wish. Hey, uh, man. I wish too. Are you just some normal guy? Well, listen, Pastor, I want to say I really appreciate what you do, you know, putting up with all these people calling all the time, you know. Some of them don't seem like they're they're kind of in good faith, you know. It's kind of really crazy these days the way people kind of take advantage of your kindness and charitability, you know. It's kind of You know, I feel like that's true. I get a lot of rude people, a lot of heathens even. I love talking to heathens cuz I love trying to convert them to Christianity, but some of these people just will not listen to reason. Yeah, like totally. And I think that like, you know, people are calling in. I think that last guy might have been some kids messing with you or something, like doing some prank well, calls. And you're just, like a very rude police officer. You're trying to give some spiritual guidance to people and their lost journeys through life towards the good Lord and all that. And I think it's kind of crazy. People are calling in and acting this way and taking all your time up and making people listen to all this crap. They're saying F this and Demi urge that. Why can't they be saying something about like Romans and Corinthians, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I I just also want to tell you, Pastor Danny Stickler can suck my dick. Sun Valley High whoa, rules. Whoa, whoa, hey, I don't know who I don't know who that guy is, but you can't be saying that on here. <sighs> you know, sometimes I wonder what's the point of it all. But then I remember the point is to get my wings and go to heaven and do donuts on clouds and run people over on the sidewalks and go crazy up there. And I just can't wait. So I guess it's worth putting up with this stuff on this, this mortal coil before I shuffle off to heaven. You know, that's what keeps me going folks. I guess we got to take another call though. Who do we got on the line? 
Hello, is this Mr. Sunbeam? That it is. My name is Tim Thayer. My friends call me Tim, and that's what I want you to do. I'm calling today to offer you the opportunity of a lifetime. Do you have a minute to hear how you can make a lot of money in a few short months? Well, I don't really need to make a lot of money on Earth because I'm planning to make a lot of money in heaven and go crazy up there, to be honest. I am with the International Mining Company, and for a limited time we are selling investment units in high-yield gold and silver mines in southern Texas. We guarantee that for each $1,000 you invest, you will receive a $3,000 return on your money in just six months, and there is no risk of loss whatsoever. Sound good? Well, they are in Texas. That's a pretty Christian place. And gold, that was in the Bible. Remember when gold, Jesus got gold for his first birthday when those three old guys brought it to him? Absolutely. It sounds pretty Absolutely, good. Absolutely, Mr. It's, Sunbeam. The Bible is like a fantastic Christian, book. Uh, would you would you describe this as a Christian business that you're running? Oh, absolutely. This is Christian gold, 100% Christian gold. Oh my God, that checks out. It sounds like it. I mean, gold's in the Bible. Texas should. Texas has honorary mention in the Bible. Like they're so Christian, it's almost in the Bible. We can it's guarantee hot there, just that like it is in Bible. Places. 100% of this gold is guaranteed not to be halal. Oh this my has God, not been blessed by an imam. We do not let imams in the mines. So you're saying a thousand bucks, and I'm going to get a big return? Ten thousand. Tenth, oh, that's a lot on an honest pastor's salary, I'll tell you what. Is there a way I can do like an installment plan of some kind? Well, I'm just here to make you, uh, to help you make an intelligent decision. If you're a serious investor, you will give serious consideration to this business plan. We have offices throughout the United States, Europe, and the Pacific Rim. We enjoy an international reputation for good management. As a matter of fact, the Securities and Exchange Commission recently listed our company as the number one investment company in safety and yield over the next 10 years. Oh my God. So can you make a decision to invest today? sounds like a sure thing. Well, let me say this. I'm going to pray to um, a guy I like to pray to. His name's God and Jesus. I'm going to pray to him about it and see what he says. I know Jesus loves gold um, as much as he likes frankincense and myrrh, so he'll probably say yes, but I just want to run it by him later tonight. Maybe you can hit me up on Venmo like this other nice guy did, and I'll get back to you on there. Does that sound good, Mr. Whatever Your Name Was? We will meet you at your church. Oh, that's perfect. There's a guy on his way right now. Okay, I love it. I'm very excited. Okay, thank you for this opportunity, sir. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for your investment. Yep, have a good day now. Yes, sir. And who do we got on the line now? I'm stroking my cock. Um, I hope you mean that in the biblical sense, like a rooster. I'm pulling on my cock. I'm stroking my cock. Well, don't pull on it because uh, you need that to uh, probably going to eat it as a chicken, I'm right? Shoot all over it myself. And... It's going to be gross. It's going to smell real bad. Okay. Well, in Matthew twenty six thirty four, he said, "Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice." Okay, so remember the Bible. Uh, hmm, I'm in good faith here. I'm assuming that you are talking about the biblical cock, Master Sunbeam. You, you know, just a little later in Matthew, take it um, off. The my my slip, take it my off. slip cover. I put on my Bible. No, I put this on there to protect my Bible. Why would I do that? You ever been to a drive-in? Um, like a. Like a drive-in church? Meet you at the drive-in. You just tell me when and where at the drive-in. Well, in Luke, um, when Peter spake, the cock crew. That happened in the Bible. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And then Peter denied in John, Peter denied again, and the cock crew then. Basically, there's a lot of denying that happens thrice, and then the cock crews after the denial. I'm not really sure if that helps your with your problem. I don't really understand what your problem is exactly right now. Thank you, Pastor. That was wonderful. That was all you needed? All right. Oh, yeah, then. that's all I needed. Well, I hope you have a blessed afternoon. I think we got time for one more caller here. Who do we got on the line now? My name's Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Is that a, that's not in the Bible. That's not a Christian name. Come get you have some. any It's what? Oh, you're gonna get some? Balls of steel. I've got um, balls of steel. Okay. Looks I'm not like sure that pertains to anything. Fucked. Have a taste of my ball. You know, you sound a lot like this guy John who called in earlier saying bad words and yelling at me. I ought to break you have any questions about the Bible? Well, I hope you don't try that. You're not. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you where I'm at right now, so you can't even get near me, you sicko. <laughs> Wasted. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of weirdos out there these days. I'm just glad that there's some people who call in who got my best interest in mind. You're I'm just thinking about that nice pile of gold that's going to accrue for me. Damn. What was that, dude? I'm going to kick your ass, bitch. <sighs> you know, if people like you... Well, at least you censored yourself that time. I appreciate that. I should probably have something on my show that censors this foul language that's been going out over the airwaves. I've been kind of befouling the good Lord's air with all of these cuss words going out. My name's Duke Nukem. I know, we established that. My name's Duke Nukem. And I hope, Duke, you need to get right with the Lord. Well, what you need is a book of good. Hmm. Have a taste of my ball. Mm, I prefer to have a taste of communion wafers, thank you. I ought to to break a broom handle off in your ass. Uh, Well, you said that earlier, and I think we've already gone over this. Blow it out, you yippee motherfucker. Well, thank you again for at least restraining yourself there, but I gotta say, you know what, I think we're out of time. As usual, this has been... Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I feel the same way. Maybe we can mutually agree to get out of this thing here. My name's Duke. Yes, I know that. I know Duke. Okay, Duke, have a good day. Have a good day, Duke. As always, this has been the Fruits of Faith Colin Show with Pastor Clyde Sunbeam. Until tomorrow.